0: Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, proud to be your host for this podcast series. Our appreciation goes out to the Minnesota Department of Agriculture and our numerous partners for making transformation a reality. In this series of podcasts, we're bringing awareness to the issues of farm stress and mental health with a focus on solutions. Our guest, Mary Ebnett, who has been in the ag profession for 25 years, Compere Financial has been her home, Mary can also be found sharing her story with groups all across the country. We focus on farm stress in this program, and I can't think of too many stressors more significant than health issues. Uh, Mary, you went through uh, a lot of that uh, about three years ago. Tell me more about that.
1: Sure. It was actually uh, late, uh, late fall of 2016, and we had gotten a, a sleep storm in our area, and I was um, trying to uh, make a little pathways with some salt sand for our brood mares to go from their uh, run in shed into or to the Richie water that that we had. And I noticed uh, I had a hard time carrying my five gallon pails, which was very odd for me because they do a lot of uh, physical activity all the time, and it concerned me enough that uh, I actually made the phone call into my doctor's office, and my doctor was not in, and I saw someone who I had never, uh, you know, seen before in the clinic that I have gone to for years. He diagnosed me with asthma. You know, when he said it, I Questioned it in my mind. Um, so I had no pain, no, you know, the typical uh, what you read and what you see on television, pain shooting down your arm. I had absolutely none of that. So I continued on the next uh, while, which is my busy time at work, just kind of going day and night, and, you know, a lot of, lot of stress for us at that time I uh, sell federal crop insurance and it's, uh, you know, a race to the finish to uh, March 15th. Right after March 15th, um, I'm the national director for Minnesota for the American Quarter Horse Association. We had our national convention in San Antonio, Texas. I had problems walking, uh, you know, the distance, obviously, a lot higher humidity and stuff at that time of the year than, you know, us just coming off of our winter. So when I got back from San Antonio, went in, went on a stress test, had a stress test done and absolutely failed that. I had uh, 98% blockage in in the the left uh, artery, which is always uh, referred to as called the widow maker and sent me right to, uh, the heart center in St. Cloud, which I just stayed there until I was on the docket to have the open heart surgery. So it kind of was a, a whirlwind and I learned, um, you know, you can't really see what's happening on the, on the inside. The outside may look, uh, well and things going well, but, uh, you know, until you get some of these uh, tests, and there are a lot of tests that you go through., uh, you don't really really know till uh, till that time. You know this whole experience with just the diagnosis and stuff really made me aware of how important it is to be your own health advocate. hindsight being twenty twenty, I look back on that day that I was in the clinic during, uh, during the, the holiday, the Christmas time, and my gut told me right then, this just doesn't seem right. I, I mean, you really need to uh, give that gut, you know, first gut impression um, a lot more uh, credibility than what I did that day.
0: It's hard when questioning a doctor, asking for a second opinion.
1: You know, it 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 really is. I mean, it's kind of an ego thing with them too. But yes, standing up for for yourself and and uh, being your own you know advocate. I had had to be the you know an advocate for my mother who had had dementia and was in you know, a nursing home and going with her to the doctor's appointments, you know, it was kind of just a given, but it it amazed me, you know, when it was me doing it, you know, that I just thought I would just, you know, stand up and it's like, "Hey, you know, this this just isn't right." But, you know, when you're in that situation, I mean, it was kind of um, you know, an eye-opening experience that, you know, cuz I just really kind of thought I just maybe had a flu or something like that and, you know, because I had felt good otherwise. Sometimes I would feel like a, a broken record when I would ask the same question two, three times, but, uh, you know, like my cardiologist and stuff, I'd, I'd always uh, kind of laugh to myself, you know, we'd have our, you know, the tests he wanted to run and then you know, we would sit down and he'd ask me, he said, now, have I answered all of your questions?
0: It's, it's interesting, Mary, your your symptoms sound different than what I would normally associate with, with a heart disease or coronary yes. issue.
1: Yes. You know, I was off work for, for three months. Um, you know, you have to go through like a rehab, and it, it gives you a lot of good resources and stuff. So... I have written down uh, two facts that I never would have thought of. And when I'm doing some of my uh, presentations to women's group and stuff, uh, I start out by saying the fact number one, one in 16 women have coronary heart disease. So, you know, like when I'm canvassing my rooms and stuff that I, that means that. There are so many people just sitting in the room that that I'm presenting at that you already have it and you don't know or you will develop it. And this comes from the the CDC. Once you reach the age of 45, that jumps to one in two women have that. So it definitely, uh, they always say that heart disease is the number one death for women and I guess I, I never realized it was that prevalent and that prominent. But, you know, Don, I've worked with women in ag and sitting at people's kitchen tables on their farms for the past 25 years. And I see what the role that the, you know, the women play on the farm. Whenever there's an extra task, it just seems like that falls to the woman that I think of when I'm in a room either doing my presentation or at a different women in ag meeting. I listen and, and I really like to listen what people, you know, are talking about before meetings start that they go through All of the things that they had to get done before they, in their mind, were taking the day off to come to this meeting. (laughs) Another uh, tidbit that I picked up at my therapy, my rehab therapy, uh, which, by the way, some of the classes I had to go in the remedial group. I didn't quite catch on the, the first time that people always have this mental checklist. And, and I'm as guilty as anyone is. My lists of things that, you know, I need to get done this week or today or whatever can sometimes be a legal page long. What I learned in my therapy with that is that in itself creates like an anxiety in your brain that you're always thinking you've got so much more to accomplish yet today and you you're always anxious about trying to get all of these tasks completed so what the instructor told us is on your list never have more than three things at a time and the sense of accomplishment and the, the good feeling endorphins that your brain releases when you complete those three items that, you know, are on your little sticky note for, for that day. It's amazing. I mean, when she sat in the classroom type uh, setting that, that we were in and said that, I doubted it. At, at the time, it's like, oh, I'd worry I'm going to forget something else that I for sure need to have done by Thursday or or whatever. But untrue. So I've, like, had a whole life change with I, you know, like, structure my time, how I keep track of the, the tasks or the, the things that I need to accomplish, and I guess I feel a lot more accomplished, and when I do get those items completed, I feel a lot different than when I had this long list that I never seemed to get everything crossed off, or by the time I got to what I thought was the end of the page, well, I'd filled in, you know, 20 other things that, so it was always you were always kind of in a state of anxiety. That was one really helpful tidbit that that I learned in the class, and it, it was an eye-opening experience when I was doing the physical, the actual physical therapy, uh, going to the gym at the at the hospital. It was kind of a crazy, uh, crazy situation with that. Also, I had a a young trainer. He was a a young guy, probably 27, 28 years old, and he had done some farming with his grandfather. And so he'd come while I was running on the treadmill, and he would be talking to me about farming. One day when I was working out there, and he was talking to me, and, and all at once he stopped talking and I said well what how come you're not finishing and he said Mary he said I don't like what you uh you know they have you all monitored up he said I don't like what your EKG is doing and it's like hey what can be wrong now I've, I've had triple bypass surgery I, I should be good to go for another hundred thousand miles and long story short uh, I was supposed to have quadruple uh, bypass surgery, and the the one uh, artery, they could not get a good place where they could attach the, the new artery, and they said that one was only 50% blockage, so they passed on that. Well, it ended up I had issues with that one, so three weeks after I had bypass surgery, I was back in the hospital and had a stent put in um after and so uh, I guess I can't thank that that guy enough for <laughs> I mean that he was sitting there talking to me about farming while uh, while I was working out that day because he's the one who caught that it's just funny how how things work and yeah
0: I, it amazes me I got to go back you said you you flunked out on some of the classroom during the the rehab what 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 would that be about Mary. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, again, getting back to how women seem to, you get the phone call, oh, can you take so-and-so over here, or can you pick up this, or, you know, with at work, can you go to this location, can you do this? I have a hard time saying no, that my plate is full. I cannot take another on I, I just I had a really hard time saying no to two things and in in fact uh, <laughs> the gal she's kind of comical when you know I'd go on Tuesdays and Thursdays and when I came back on, on the Thursday she said oh I have something for you and it's like oh what do you have for me she had made me flash cards that say no on it. She told me when I was in situations that I felt that, you know, people just depended on me to do this or do that. I had to learn again to stand up for myself and say, I just can't. I just can't do that. And that was another hard thing for, for me anyways. Uh, and I think that's uh, kind of a given, too, with, uh, with women. Someone says, hey, can you do this? Sure. I can do it when... You know, you know that you <laughs> there aren't enough hours in the day to do everything that needs to uh, get done, and then to add additional responsibilities or an additional item on there. So, uh, I that was that was probably one of the hardest ones for me to uh, say that because I've always kind of been a yes person. If somebody needs something, oh, Mary will do it. You know, and that's kind of how it's how it's always been. I I have learned. You know, when my, when my uh, plate is full, I need to say no, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do this. That was really hard. That was a hard, hard thing for me to change my behavior because I've always kind of just tried to squeeze everything in.
0: I can totally relate to that. It's it's interesting to me now how you're continuing to tell this story and, and uh, kind of sounding the alarm for folks that uh, they need to yep. be their own health advocate and do some of these kind of things that we're talking about here.
1: Yes, and and it would be much easier to try to start those new behaviors or new habits and stuff now than when you're in a situation that it's like, I knew I had to change, or I wasn't going to be around to, you know, to do you know the things that I still want to keep doing and things I'm passionate about to do on a on a daily basis. One big thing, and, and this was kind of an interesting story, Don. You you know how I have probably spent my whole life showing horses on a on a national level. It was really. Um, <laughs> kind of comical but the, the the surgeon really understood when he came uh, in my room before my surgery and they were marking where they were going to take the vein you know the artery out of out of my uh, out of my leg and then when they were marking it and stuff I asked him I said well is there a way you can go in a little farther?" back. I said, you know, I use the insides of my calves a lot for riding with with my horses. And I said, where you're going to do this is right where the top of my boot of my hunt seat boot is going to go. And I said, if you could go to the back a little farther, there wouldn't be the issue. Well, it turns out the surgeon's wife shows horses and stuff too. And yeah, it was funny. I saw what he marked on on uh, on my chart. This is a horse girl, you know. And and he made the mark back farther. Uh, I didn't have problem where they had gone into uh, to take that that vein out of there. So that was kind of a funny, uh, kind of a funny story. But I mean, if I wouldn't have said anything, it would have been in a spot that I probably would have had problems with it when uh, when I did put a boot on when that time came.
0: I'm learning some things. I need to learn that we need to all learn to stand up for ourselves. Learn to say no once in a while. Yeah. Maybe get that to do list narrowed down a little bit than what, uh, what uh, at least I have today. There's some good yeah. lessons out of all this, Mary.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was fortunate that I'm still around to uh, learn the or to to keep doing. You know, I I learned my lessons. Uh, you know, timely, I guess you could say,
0: and changed changed my ways. Again, a big thank you to Mary Ebnett. You can find her on Twitter, at Mary Ebnett. A reminder, you can hear all of our Transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation. And we're at all the normal places you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. It's also available on the Alexa system. And as always, we remind you that help is available if you're dealing with a stressful situation. With Transformation, we're bringing awareness to issues of Farm Stress. There's the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. It's free and confidential, available 24-7. All calls are answered by trained staff and volunteers. That helpline number is 833-600-2670. Or you can text Farm Stress at 898211. Again, all of that through minnesotafarmstress.com, the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.